So you want to be an inventor. Some of us out there have a great idea that we just know the world is dying for. And you know what? That could actually very well be true. But like 10 people trying to run across a minefield, and one of them gets across successfully, and we interview them and we say, how did you get across that minefield? And they would say, well, I ran really hard. I believed in myself and I never stopped. Unfortunately, so did probably the other nine people who weren't as lucky to get across. You see, when we talk to people that have done it and it succeeded, in many cases, their perseverance can be doubted or their idea. But many times there were other unforeseen forces, let's call them luck or timing or who knows what, some kind of um, magic that allowed them to succeed. Now, this is no excuse to say that somebody shouldn't try, but statistically speaking, out of 100 people have an idea for new invention, I find that maybe 90 of them talk about it. 10 of them actually get to the stage where they will talk to somebody who's an expert in helping inventions. And out of those 10, maybe five of them will pursue taking support or action. And of those five, maybe one, only one, one in a hundred, will actually get the product to market. Now the products that go to market, you'll find they may sell probably somewhere between five and $50,000 over the life cycle of the product, depending on what industry it's in. So all in all, talking about a one in 100 success rate with a yield somewhere between five and $50,000. Now, it's not to say that certain industries don't have huge upscales. I mean, the software industry, as we know, has a very, very high upscale. I mean, Uber, and all of these pro programs, from Shopify to Spotify to you name it, I mean, Facebook, the, the, they're legendary. But what we don't look at those is how many people were they competing against for that idea? How large was that pool? And that pool suddenly starts to go to something in the order of one in 10,000. So I think we need to square our, our expectations to the reality. The reality is, are you looking at inventing because you have a truly passionate idea that you personally would be happy to see in the world, changing people's lives, making the way things are done different? Or are you looking at this as a sort of virtual lottery ticket where you have an idea, you put it into the market and suddenly you reap the rewards? I think this is something that needs to be unpacked as inventors or even would be inventors because so much gets tied up once we put our name to something, our sense of self, our ego, our reputation. You know, we can really undo ourselves by not accepting that perhaps venture is a, is a gamble. Almost Jeff Bezos said in one of his uh, talks was most gambles don't pay out. I mean, you've been to Vegas, you've been to any casino, 
the vast majority of people enter with more money than they leave with. So yeah, they have a good time and that's part of the entertainment factor. But as a business strategy, it's a failing, except for the casino itself. So we have to actually stop and really evaluate what is it we're doing? Are we doing this from a point of passion that I don't really care if I make money from this, as long as I don't lose money. I mean, that is kind of an underlying factor, especially when you have families and you have expenses and responsibilities. But could I live with having my invention go into the world, change the world, make the world a better place? And I might not honestly even get the recognition from, you know, publicity. No, you're not maybe going to be Linus Pauling or, uh, you know, Fleming who invented the vaccines or other people like this that are renowned for, oh, what a humanitarian. No, you may just be the unsung hero that made somebody's life a little bit easier. And now I'm going to add even more scorn to the story. What about fact that anything that was made or invented or innovated before you were born isn't really an invention. I'm so sorry to say this, but the reality is how many of us grew up without computers? I'm in my 50s and I can tell you computers were a major innovation. So was the cell phone because we had lived the reality of not having them. So when they came along, it was mind-blowing. Now to people under the age of 20, honestly, they had never grew up in a period where there was no cell phones, there were no computers. So for them, they're not really an invention. So we have to think about that. You may be creating something that will be a revolution, an innovation, but it may not make you any money. It may not even bring you any notoriety. You may just become a little footnote, if that, in history. But if you can live with that, well, then the world's your oyster, my friend, because Inventing can be such a cathartic, such a self-affirming purpose. I mean, even making this video is a creation of the mind. You know, venting is a creation of the mind. Whether it be music, art, literature, or venting, it's a creation of the mind. And as such, it goes out and it helps and engages with other people, makes them engage, makes them create, it's almost an unlimited resource. But when we put our hands tightly wrapped around something with such force and ferocity that it's mine, I created it, I'm the one who did it, I don't want any changes, and I need to be rewarded with this financially, and I want everyone to, to hail my name, like Edison or Tesla or something, well, fine, you better have the world beating awesome unique idea and this is where the frustration comes from most inventors because i'm sorry to say i'm a marketer and a salesman and i have had many many ideas over the years actually engaging with inventors is one of my favorite things but when i deep down drive down to the core of it i realize that the ideas i have just aren't earth shattering enough to be a business they might be a product Maybe I could sell some ideas, but ultimately I have to say back to the formulas because numbers don't lie to greater extent, one in 100 with a yield of the ones that go to market somewhere between five and $50,000. Now you say, well, I can make multiple ideas and I can get them out there and I can make great income. Yes, you can. 
No one can say you can't make a living as an inventor, even if you don't become world famous. But I think the thing here, like art, it should be done for art's sake. Inventing should be done because you have that way of thinking, you have that creativity, you have that need to make things that were not anything other than a, a work of the mind and bring them into the world, birth them into the world. So I would encourage every single one of you to follow along with Inventor Circle and just really give some thought as to what is your true underlying desire? I'm not saying you can't be materialistic or capitalistic. By all means, be capitalistic as much as you can. But just understand something. When you hold too tightly to an idea, when you're unwilling to share the credit, when you need to uh, be paid before the results are seen, or you're unwilling to share in the outcome with others who will invest, you know, you're not playing the game. And then I will say this. I actually listened to a very great podcast, Evaluatainment with uh, Patrick Ben David, who was talking about the idea of wealth and wealth acquisition. And he's totally right. When you start to get your head wrapped around the idea that it's a game, that inventing is a game, just as business is a game, as life is a game, then you can get better at it because you play it. And you know, the game of business really is a game of doubles. People want to put in money, and over a period of time, they want to see their money grow. So if you're really fixated on your invention, being a world beater, financial success, then you best start to think like a business person. But if you're coming to inventing from an artistic, creative outlook, you honestly should really think about how you can best express that creativity. Maybe it isn't in the form of a copyrighted or uh, IP protected uh, concept. Maybe it's in a more collaborative approach. Maybe it's entrepreneurially within an organization, you know, where you'll be uh, heralded within the company and move up organizationally, but maybe you'll never own it. But I have to tell you, there's more than one way to invent. And everyone's motive is different, but the worst thing you can do as an inventor is not be honest with yourself. As the Oracle of Delphi in ancient Greece used to say, above the door, it said, to thine own self be true. And this is an inventor, if you're seeking help, if you want your invention to grow, before you even go to that stage of seeking people to help you, be honest with yourself. What is it you're trying to achieve and what is the best way to achieve it? Because not every destination needs to take an airplane. Maybe you can walk to your destination, ride a bicycle, car, train, boat, you know, honestly, we have to know where we're going if we're going to figure out how we're going to get there. I'm Mike from the, the Bob and Mike Inventor Show, uh, Inventor Circle, and we'd love you to follow us online. And for now, have a great day.